the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hounds Cries of the banshee, terror's the way to go You also can't see if there's just nowhere to go It's the creature Welcome back to another exciting episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore here on the Radio of Horror Network. I'm your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, his sometimes co-host. You've been my co-host since Kat left. Yep. <laughs> but not on uh, Radio of Horror. Oh, not on Radio of Horror, yeah. Well, <laughs> all that silliness out of the way. Uh, tonight we're talking about something a little different than an episode of Supernatural. We're talking about the movie House of Wax, which starred um, Jared Padalecki and Paris Hilton, who were in the episode that we just did, Fallen Idols. Mm-hmm. And they play Wade and Paige in the movie, um, House of Wax. Alongside Chad Michael Murray plays Nick, Liza Cuthbert plays Carly Jones, Nick's sister, Brian Van O'Halton, uh, who plays uh, the villain Bo, Robert Richard, who plays Blake, um, uh, Damien, uh, Damien Herman, who plays the roadkill driver, and uh, John Abrams, who plays Dalton, um, but there's no Vincent actor? <laughs> we'll get there. Um, this was a remake of the Vincent Price movie from the 50s. This one was not done in 3D. However, the big thing about it was that if you hated Paris Hilton, you got to see her killed on camera. And in the bonus material for the Blu-ray for this film, Paris Hilton even is in on the joke, and it's like a pretty updated interview, because the Blu-ray came out like in 2019, 2020, so she did really recent interviews for this movie about it. We've tried multiple times to try and reach out and have her on the show, but unfortunately to no avail. Um, Dalton was Dollar, or D- that that guy, the guy with the trucker hat. That That's who Dalton was. I was like, wait, which one was Dalton? Uh, but, uh, you know what's funny is that Vincent is not listed in the credits on IMDb. Yeah, I'm looking at that, too. That's really weird. Young Vincent is listed. Sam Harkins plays Young Vincent. But who the hell played Vincent in this movie? Well, we'll get to it. We're going to do, like, a pretty much review of this film and talk a little bit about Houses of Wax that we might have been to, uh, Matatui's House of Wax is probably the most famous, um, and uh, this is our probably one and only movie review we'll ever do on this podcast, unless we ever do uh, Friday the 13th, but, um, you know, that might be a long and coming, just in case we, like, you know, there's a Friday the 13th movie in theaters, maybe we'll do Friday the 13th, because obviously Jared is in that film as well. And, of course, we did a giant review of uh, of uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D, which had Jensen Ackles in it. Yes. But, in the meantime, uh, we're going to talk about House of Wax, and Mel Heflin has the plot for us. Got it right here. A group of teens are unwittingly stranded near a strange wax museum, and soon must fight to survive and keep from becoming the next exhibit. This aired in 2005. And was rated R. Yes, it definitely um, needed to be rated R uh, as we get through the movie. So uh, it says that Sam Hark Harkus played Vincent as well, but he played young Vincent too. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm, no, and why would they list him as young Vincent if he also played Vincent? 
Right, unless that's like a, a man... Because they don't show Vincent or Bo's face uh, during the flashback in the beginning of the movie, maybe that's what it is, but we'll get into it. So, uh, this movie was made by Village Roadshow Pictures and Dark Castle Entertainment, who made a lot of these films back in the early 2000s, such as uh, House of um, Haunted Hill and The Haunting and uh, 13 Ghosts and um, like Ghost Ship. There was a lot of these kind of films, uh, very similar uh, in their... Uh, horror style uh, that came out in the early 2000s. Mm. Um, I remember watching this when it first came out in theaters. All my friends wanted to see Paris Hilton die. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think I've really watched it since then. But watching it, like, oh gosh. Oh gosh. That was, um, that was in more intense than I remember and how old was I in 2005? I was I was not very old in 2005. And so I can't believe anybody had let us watch that. The actor who plays Vincent, by the way, this is the only screen credit he has. Really? Yeah. Again, still listed as young Vincent, though. It's so weird. Um, and then there's a couple of oddball uh, credits on here. Kendall Ray plays Sexy Girl. And we weren't able to figure out who Sexy Girl is. However, on the poster, there is what looks like could be Paris Hilton covered in wax, or this could be Sexy Girl on the poster. Uh, I thought about that, too. I think it looks like Paris. I think it looks like Paris, too. We open up the movie with the the kid in shackles, um, and uh, Minerva's Deftone begins playing, and we get our cast. They, you know, everyone's pretty much, like, paired up. There's a brother and sister um, who have been estranged. I think the brother recently just got out of prison. Nick and uh, Carly are brother and sister. Uh, so, by the way, the cast order, Elijah, does get top billing. Paris is, like, four pages down. But on the front page, uh, Chad gets top billing. And, and then and then Elijah's, like, a third third down. But her boyfriend, uh, Wade, played by Jared Padalecki, and Vincent, and sorry, and Nick don't get along very well. Um, but they are uh, driving on their way to a football game, uh, like the game of the college season, I believe. Or it's the Super Bowl. And uh, as they're driving alongside the car, what do they see? Paris looks like he's, she's giving her boyfriend. <laughs> she's totally giving him a BJ in the car. No, she's not. She's reaching for her phone. <laughs> her, her lip gloss or her lip balm. Her lip balm. <laughs> they drive by a sign that says Trudy's House of Wax, um, which is basically like the foreshadowing of where they need where they're going to have to go to. So how long had that town been closed off from everywhere? I know in the end the police are talking about uh, this years. isn't even on maps anymore. Ten years ago. But a decade. It was only ten years. A decade is a long time. <sighs> You're not I mean, wrong. Year, Three years is one a long thing. time. A year, here. a year is one thing, but a decade—that's a lifetime yeah. ago. You're in a new, you know, new part of the century now. You know what I mean? Yeah. 80s to 90s, 90s to 2000, 2000 to—I mean, think about like the 2019s that the O's, as it's called. And, or, well, I guess the O's in the teens, and now we're in the 2020s, you know what I mean? In a few years, we'll be in the 2030s, and we'll be thinking back on coronavirus, like, you know, what was that about? Yeah. Um, so the boyfriend and Nick do not get along. Um, the, uh, they, they, they get this awful, awful smelly odor that rises up to them, and they find out that there's, like, this roadkill taxidermist nearby, um, who is just, like, sloshing around in the body parts of these animals, which is the grossest part of this entire movie. You would think that he would burn them or something. 
the smell returns, and uh, they find out, of course, their uh, tr- their their soup there, their muscle car, the belt was cut probably by um, somebody. Uh, most unlikely, it was probably the, the truck driver Bo or Vincent. Now, if you, this movie is almost coming up on 20 years old, if you can believe that, it came out in 2005, and this is 2022, so it's 17 years away from a 20th anniversary. Bo, Vincent, and uh, the unnamed roadkill driver are all brothers, as we find out in the end. Which is, I don't know who didn't see that coming. <laughs> Considering that the dude led these guys to the town. They don't set that up at all. They don't have any indication that there's a third brother while the other two are strapped in the chairs at the beginning. There's no photographs. There's nothing. No, you're right. I wonder where he was when they were getting strapped to the chairs. He could have been, but he did not look as old as his brothers. Bo and Vincent were much older, like in their 40s or 50s. Based on when, um, you know, yeah. the setting that it takes place back in the 60s or so, they had to have been in their 40s or 50s. And their younger brother had to have been born, like, before mom went, you know, died. Unless he's a half-brother and it's only, you know, it's father's, you know, the doctor or something. But true, it's just, true. A, it's just a last little line that doesn't, It honestly, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I have to say that the 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 truck that roadkill guy drives up in just completely looks like a horror show from beginning to end, and the fact that he's like ogling Eliza the entire time it's just like the worst cringiest thing ever. It's very cringe. <laughs> they get to the town and it looks almost abandoned, but uh, Jared Padalecki can't keep his goddamn hands out of anything and stop snooping around because every five oh minutes. Oh my god, I love it. Stuff, and th- it's such a signature for early 2000s movies is like all this little like, I, I don't want to say, um, like B-roll almost of him like playing with the little fetal pig and like, I love that stuff. But it uh, upsets Bo and of course there's this like fake funeral going on which does look almost real until you, if you hadn't watched the movie ever or re-watching it now, you kind of forget there's no one alive in the town except for Bo and Vincent. Um, yeah, it, it did look... Um, very shocking. Ugh. Do you think they planned it that way when they uh, when they waxified that priest to Maybe. be like looking at the door? Possibly. The um, you know the funny thing is about this movie. This movie came out May six two thousand five. What weekend is uh, May six two thousand five typically for the summer? Would that be Mother's Day? No. Well, kind of, sort of. Mother's Day has never been, like, a big movie uh, time for people to go to the cinema. But it's usually... In 2005, um, I don't know what Marvel comics or comic book movie would have been out, but this was the beginning of the trend to have the opening weekend of May be a comic book weekend movie. Um, X-Men, uh, Spider-Man, X-Men 2, Spider-Man the movie, they all deb- debuted uh, that weekend. Not Memorial Day, but the, the first weekend in May was typically a comic book release movie, and it has been ever since. I mean, look at, like, this year with uh, Doctor Strange came out, you know, and the, with the exception of the year of the pandemic, nothing came out. And last year, nothing really came out. You know, Black Widow wasn't, didn't come out till July. But previous years, we've had Amazing Spider-Man 2, we've had The Avengers, Endgame, Avengers, Age of Ultron, The Avengers. Um, you know, all the Marvel movies have had that weekend being their, their, their release. Hmm. So this was um, the beginning of all that. Right. And 
May 5th, 2005 is when this movie came out. What debuted on September 13th, 2005? I would have to assume, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Wolverine. What podcast do you work on? Oh my god. Oh my god, it was Supernatural? September 13th, 2005 on the WB. When it was still the WB, it was only the W, this was I think the last year or two that it was the, the WB before it became the CW. So wow. I think Supernatural only had like one season on the WB, one or two seasons, and then it became the CW. That's awesome. Yeah. It is the reason why they probably killed off Jared Padalecki, mainly because he was not known yet. He was doing Gilmore Girls at the time. But even then, he's not a Gilmore Girl. He's, you know, he's the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They killed him off in that show. I never saw that show. They killed no, him. No, they didn't kill oh. him off. What I'm saying is they killed him off in this movie. Yeah. But the first season of Supernatural is the only season to air on the WB. In 2006, uh, UPN merged with the WB and became the CW. So seasons 2 wow. through 15 are on, the w, are on the CW. That's very cool. What's funny is that the first season has the highest ratings of any of the other seasons of the entire show. I mean, it makes sense. It started off so hard. It did. Monster of the Week, and I, you know... Um, seasons three, seasons two and four, um, also had high rating seasons. The only reason season three doesn't is because of the short run of the sea of the season of 15 episodes due to 16 episodes due to the uh, writer's strike. Mm, I remember that, but back to the movie at hand. Um, yeah, so, uh, Jared would be, uh, heavy to, uh, to be, be very busy this year. The film had a budget of $40 million, but unfortunately only grossed $32 million in the United States. It is a flop. Oof. It did 68 worldwide, which is good, so that's where it made it up, thankfully. Um, I don't know when they say worldwide, does that also include the United States, or is the United States separate from that? That's a great question, and I would not know. So it is a flop in the United States, but worldwide it made back um, it made twenty eight million dollars in in, in uh, sales, and if you count the thirty two million it made in the United States, then I guess it was a success. But it was a, it did not do very well here. I, I remember that happening. I remember it just it coming out of the gates at twelve million dollars, and they thought it was going to do all right. But forty million dollars for this movie is a lot. But there's a lot of CGI in the film, of course. Um, so we. By the way, Jared gets called an asshole at least three times in this. By the truck driver, by his brother, Bo, and by his girlfriend. Now, do you know where his girlfriend is hot and popular from and why she was cast in this movie? At the time, I do not. But do you know who she was? I don't know what she has done these days, but you, you do know who this is, right? Yeah, yeah, she's, she's done a lot. Um, I recognize her from the ranch and like more recent stuff. Apparently, she voiced on Family Guy. Um, she was on, like her, uh, yeah, she was on 77 episodes of The Ranch, which I never saw, uh, as well as Happy Endings, uh, which for, ran for 56 episodes. But she was, she got in her career as Kim Bauer on 24, Jack Bauer's daughter. Oh my gosh, she was on Are You Afraid of the Dark? And she was the girl next door. That was also a huge film in 2004, a year before this. She plays the former porn star who moves next door to the uh, the high school senior. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. been a long deal. time since I've seen that one. So, I mean, but 24, yeah, she was Megan on Are You Afraid of the Dark? But on, but uh, but she blew up on 24 because she was Jack Bauer's daughter, always getting in trouble, always, you know, stupid plot lines revolving around her. And she was really just kind of like a pretty girl on that show. Um, but she was showing her promise because she was on the cover of, like, um, 
uh, Maxim magazine, you know, things like that. Swank, you know, those kind of like non-Playboy nude magazines she was, you know, really hitting it hard with, you know, and she was gorgeous. She was doing a lot of like swimwear photos and things. Yeah, the, this cast was just perfect. Um, do you recognize Robert Richard? The black guy? Yes. No, not from anything. He's the oh only my one, God. Him, and, him and Dalton... Um, who is the kid with the trucker hat, are the two I just don't know who they are. Um, so I don't recognize a, a lot of... This dude gets so much work. How many titles? 64 credits. He's got as many as me, but, you know, of course, it's the same situation. I haven't seen a lot of his work, but as as soon as this movie came on, I recognized him from iZombie, uh, where he played um, Finn Vincible in... Uh, the episode Eat a Knievel. Oh, so and that, that show was just iconic, too. Oh, gotcha. The Rich and the Ruthless is something he's on. He's still acting today. Um, Eliza's still acting today as well. Again, stuff that I'm just not watching, so I'm wondering why I haven't seen her in anything, but I just it's just nothing I've seen. I've never seen The Ranch or Happy Ending, so I don't know what any of the, those are. She's in Goon, which I thought was going to be tied to the comic book, but The Ranch definitely looks... Oh, it's on Netflix. Um, and it looks like a, a Western Colorado ranching show. Nothing I am into. I'm just not into Western Texas style shows. I, I tried it for a couple of episodes, and it was nothing that I was really into, but I like the cast. It also has Ethan Suplee in it from uh, My Name is Earl and the, um, you know, the uh, Mall Rats, but also Jim Beaver was in 12 episodes, who played, you know, Bobby, of course. The uh, bro- uh, the the couple decide to investigate the House of Wax, uh, much to the dismay of Bo, who's just like, I guess doors are open everywhere for you, and they discover everything is made of wax in this place, and they follow Bo back to the house to get the um, to use the bathroom and to get the the belt for the car, only to find out that um, there is some creepy stuff going on in the house. And Vincent cuts the Achilles tendons of Jared Padalecki's character, <laughs> which is one of the really <laughs> creepy. He gets dragged down in the basement and then put into the wax chair while his girlfriend gets uh, her lips sealed shut with uh, super glue. I just remember the Achilles tendon thing and the stabbing up through the holes. Oh, my God. The, the friends are caught in a traffic jam, and they make their way back, and they ignore the voicemail messages as um, Dalton and Nick decide to go looking for um, their friends, and the other two decide to stay back and have sex. Because <laughs> they ask, are you guys having sex? <laughs> what? No, because we're going to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paris Hilton, by the way, was set up in this movie to get killed off because of the dismay of Paris Hilton's popularity and the, uh, the, the surreal life and just people not liking Paris Hilton, despite her not really doing anything wrong. She didn't do anything like Britney Spears level, you know, like a freak out or anything like that, which obviously has been attributed to what's been going on in her personal life. So that all aside, um, they made her pregnant to make you feel guilty about when she does get killed off eventually, by the way. Was she though? She was pregnant. She was supposed to be pregnant. Oh yeah, I guess you're right because she said she's not going to talk to him until she's sure, and then she tries to talk to him. Right, and she that, tells Eliza that, that she's sense. pregnant, so it's she is supposed to be pregnant. I mean, obviously the actress wasn't really, um, but you know, we get our gratuitous uh, Paris Hilton sexy stripper dance scene or whatever, just for no reason at all. There's no nudity in this movie unless you count Jared, but even all of his stuff is completely shadowed out or blurred. So there's no real nudity in this film. Um, again, with the exception of Jared sitting in a chair, being poor, you know, wax being poured all over him. But uh, Paris stripping down to her bra, red bra and panties is the closest we'll come to a nude scene. 
Otherwise, we get Eliza with it uh, with a set that's obviously cold every five minutes because it's clearly shown. <laughs> I think that's to make up for the lack of like sex and nudity in this movie because there really isn't any other than Paris's strip scene. And there's just a lot of kissing. There's a lot of kissing, and then there's a lot of like highlights of breasts. Let's face it, they, yeah. put, they put Eliza in a white tank top for a reason. Yes. Yes, definitely. We see that old woman when they're walking around the town, and, um, or sorry, when, when Eliza's trying to escape, and it pushes open the, the window, and I remember that scene um, from the trailer, that happening, but later on, it re- I don't remember if the trailer reveals whether or not that was a wax person or not, but I completely forgot the first time I'd watched this movie, and probably... 15 years since it was in theaters, honestly. I had not seen this movie since it was in theaters until I got the Blu-ray two years ago from Screen Factory. Um, I didn't remember if that woman was real or not. Yeah, it, I guess Stop. you never know for sure. It's just a wax Stop. video. I got some bad feedback, so that's why I don't want you to talk. Okay, repeat what you just said. Yeah, I guess we never find out if that's a, an actual person or a wax figure. Oh, like the other people with, like, when they're in the movie theater and Bo's hunting down Nick and uh, Claire, uh, Carly, excuse me, and they're um, he's taking shots at him, and she he blows up the head of the goth chick behind her, and it just, like, is oozing like crazy. Oh. But later on, when he like, when he takes another shot and shoots the uh, usher, all of the cockroaches come crawling out. Oh, so gross. End of the movie, what else do you see? You see the um, one of the wax figures fall over, and its face fall off, and it's clearly, like, completely mummified. Yes, and, you know, I, I think the movie uh, might have a goof there. You know the guy in the wax museum that's holding a cigar? Yes. So some somewhere midway through the movie, you can actually see light shown through those two fingers that he's holding up to hold the cigar, whereas in later in the movie... Um, when the the house is melting, it looks like, you know, it's showing bone underneath. So I don't know why you'd be able to see light through it so clearly if it, a person underneath. Do you, um, did you happen to catch, by the way, the beginning of the movie and the credits, um, who the two uh, big, uh, big time producers of this film are? I did not. Joel Silver? Producer of The Nice Guys, Sherlock Holmes, The Matrix, Die Hard. His career goes back into the 80s. 70s, wow. The 70s. His biggest two um, hits in the very beginning of the years were um, The Warriors, Xanadu, and 48 Hours. Why is Xanadu relevant right now? I have no idea. Olivia Newton-John just died. Oh. He's also a producer of the Predator films, Commando, Demolition Man, the Tales from the Crept TV series. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. The guy is a has been a long-time big-shot producer in the Hollywood scene for a number of years. Robert Zemeckis, uh, also a big-time Hollywood producer. Uh, take a guess what 1980s big film he is uh, probably most well-known for. I don't have a clue. Back to the Future. Oh, also, my God. He was also yeah, the director awesome. of Back to the Future, Part 1, 2, and 3, the producer of them, Death Becomes Her, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, as well All as other movies. films like Castaway, What Lies Beneath, The Polar Express, The Christmas Carol, The Witches recently, and the Pinocchio movie that's coming on to Disney Plus soon. I'm not excited for it. Works basically a lot with one particular actor who is in Castaway, Catch Me If You Can, Pinocchio. Who would that be? Tom Hanks? Oh, I, I should have known that. 
So they were the producers of this movie. The Dark Castle film was based on William Castle, who was the um, producer of the old uh, haunted horror movies of the 1950s. Very nice. So after uh, Nick rescues Carly and she, like, rips her mouth open after having her finger chopped off, too, uh, they sneak into the house and they uncover that they that uh, Bo and Vincent were Siamese twins and joined at the face. And obviously it left permanent brain damage for Bo, hence why he's a psychopath. And uh, left uh, Vincent uh, permanently uh, scarred, and probably, probably would have probably grown up to be perfectly normal in the mindset if it wasn't for his uh, his brother um, playing off of his deformity. It was such a sad situation. Do you think that's why um, the father, who was the doctor, got his license revoked? Because he's the one who did the surgery, possibly. I mean, it yeah. still saved his son's life, but it left him hideously deformed with a chunk of his head face missing. Um, you know, that was obviously left permanently attached to his brother, and that's why they form a, have a kinship. I mean, when when Bo gets shot with the crossbow a couple times by Nick, which is my favorite part, Bo tries to you know tend to him, but he tells him to go away and calls him a freak, and then notices his brother trying to repair his. Uh, face after it got scratched earlier by Paris. <laughs> so he wants to help his brother despite how, you know, calling his brother names. Uh, they still form, you know, have a, because they're Siamese twins, basically. <clears throat> but that's the thing what I'm wondering. is like, wouldn't the same actor play both characters? Hi, buddy. Sorry. He just woke up. Yeah. Can you sit quiet for a few minutes? I did not expect him to wake up this early. Okay. It scared um, the crap out of me. <laughs> okay. Do you have any notes about the scene? You can, like, jump in. Um, about the, the Siamese twins? Anything. I would have expected the back of Bo's head to be a little bit deformed as well. And when the actor, you see the back of his head, it doesn't look like there's any deformities at all. I thought it was really poetic how in, in the end scene where he's like, where Vincent is slicing through the wall, how he cuts right where uh, they were separated from each other. Yes, that was um, incredibly intentional. Uh, the behind the scenes uh, that go over like what the House of Wax is made of is uh, pretty intense. Um, it's also great that when Bo is killed, because Eliza kills Bo, um, bashing his basically his face in. It's the same part. Of, it's the opposite side of the face that his brother has um, completely removed. Hmm. Have you ever seen the original House of Wax with Vincent Price from the from the fifties, the one that was in three D that basically has the I same line? Uh, it's not two brothers. I, I feel but like it would be so cool to see that though in three D. It's available in three D. The Blu Ray came out in digital three D. Do you have a digital three D player at the, on the base? No. They came out with a Blu-ray uh, a few years ago um, to uh, with it in in um, in digital 3D. Take a guess, because it took me a little while to find this. Take a guess what the house is actually made of. How it's going to melt the way it is. What is the house actually made of? Oh, okay. I was going to say it is wax, but it's not just wax. It can't just be wax. What else do you think it is? Do you think it's silicone? I, I would say probably silicone. Okay, it's something you can eat. Really? Oh, gosh. Um, Peanut butter. Oh! Made up for a lot that's of the awesome. coloring. Yeah, it made up a lot of the coloring, but it's peanut butter. And that's why everything for miles smelt like peanut butter burning. Because they actually built something made of peanut butter. 
That's so cool. Yeah, the melting bed in the museum where uh, Cuthbert's character Carly and Chad's uh, character Nick to escape Vincent, that whole thing was made of peanut butter. There was just a lot of, like, real practical stuff used to help it stick because the wax wouldn't do what it needed to to do. I would have to assume that they mixed it with, like, either confectioner sugar, uh, cornstarch or something. The whole, I, I was also wondering if this was an actual town, maybe. No, it's the Warner Brothers set in Australia. They built it. Hmm. Most of the buildings are pretty much, um, like, whatever you call them, skeletons. They're, there's nothing inside them other than what they set dress. Did you know that um, Paris Hilton was actually cast first on this movie? Yeah, she talks about that on the uh, the Blu-ray. She said that Jill Silver called her personally. Yeah, um, when this movie was getting ready to come out, uh, you used to see see Paris die May 6th. And yeah. there was t-shirts and everything she with that also, logo. She also talks about that being the marketing push for it, too. And she was very much about it. Um, but the biggest reason they cast her is because of the fact she was probably uh, one of the top ten biggest celebrities on planet Earth at the time. And, I mean, in a way, she still is. I mean, she's got a commercial on TV right now. But she's not in the public eye. and She's not acting as much, you know. Um, I, I can honestly only think of, like, two other things I've ever seen her in my entire life. It was, of course, the for real life. But also, it was a movie starring um, Jason Mewes uh, that she was, like, the it girl in. She was, like, the, the hot girl he was trying to pursue. By the way, do you know, did you ever watch Boy Meets World? I've seen, like, parts of episodes here and there. Uh, Maitland Ward, who played Rachel in the final three seasons of Boy Meets World, who um, years later in 2006 started doing, like, nude modeling, and then in 2000, 2000, 2012 or 2013 just went full-blown porno- pornographic material. I mean, she does she does hardcore porn, by the way, not softcore, like, really to the extreme levels of porn. Um, she... Um, she has recently called out Paris Hilton and uh, a couple other celebrities who got famous off of a sex tape. Because the other thing Paris Hilton was famously known for was her sex tape got leaked. That's that's what I thought, but I I thought there there wasn't anything before the sex tape. I don't think there was, other than the fact that she is the heiress to a um, piece of a fortune. The the uh, her grandfather pretty much has divided it up enough that it's it's left to uh, charity, but the family will be taken care of. She doesn't. So need to, basically, she, she the way, is the she does not need to be taken care of, by the way. She is worth um, twice what her, her parents are. I mean, she's huge. She, she's a she's a fashion, she's still a fashion model, and she has her own product line and everything else, plus all of her charities. Yeah, and all her perfumes and everything. Yeah. Her death in this movie, I thought, I remember it being somewhat different, but what happens is that she's basically running around in like a, a, a zip-up over her bra and panties after her boyfriend is killed. And Vincent chases her around, then she looks at the car and she gets stabbed right through the head, and then, like, basically impales herself through the forehead on it. And then later on, her, uh, Carly sees her and, uh, Blake in the back of the truck, uh, realizing they're, they are, of course, dead. They find Dalton, you know, in the wax, and he's, like, you know, basically been, his head been reattached. The way he is killed, <laughs> Vincent stabbing him through the neck and then pulling his body away is pretty cool. And, of course, uh, you know, Carly, you know, sees the fate of her boyfriend, Wade, after Dalton, you know, I can't believe Wade was still alive when Dalton was picking his face off. Yeah. 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 Oh. And then the entire half of his face come off and you can just 
see his teeth. Ugh. Yeah, not not great. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, according to the internet, Paris Hilton was pretty much uh, famous for being the, the great-granddaughter of Conrad Hilton, the founder of the Hilton Hotels, but also her sex tape. Yeah, reminds me of Kim Kardashian now. <laughs> yeah, but she has over 17 different uh, brands of, uh, of, uh, of uh, perfume, um, and her gross revenue, by the way, is currently now at $2 billion a year. Crazy. She is... She does not need her grandfather's money. Yeah. Um, she's basically, her product line enough alone is is what it is. Uh, there's a lot of actresses that have done that. Um, uh, Jessica B. Alba, she has, uh, she has uh, baby products. That is uh, basically her giant bread and butter outside of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, when we get to the final part of this movie, as the House of Wax is collapsing around everybody, that's the most ridiculously bad CGI part of the film, and I understand why the film was um, butchered as much as it was. Yeah, it was it was so bad. It was nominated for the worst picture at the Razzies. And Paris Hilton actually, quote-unquote, won the award for worst supporting actress. She at, talks, she talks about that on the uh, bonus content for the, the Blu-ray as well. Because uh, the, again, the, the special features for the new for the Blu-ray that came out in 2020, new interviews with the actress Paris Hilton, composer John Ottman, and special effects supervisor Jason Baird, um, and then B-roll bloopers, video cast commentary, which does also have Paris on it as well. So she is in on the fact that she is very well aware what this movie was marketed as, and she doesn't care. You're worth $2 billion a year, and she's my age. She's 42 years old. Why she doesn't look it. No. I mean, she, she is in incredible shape. She is also a uh, graduate of, like, top honors at her school, something that's not very well overly uh, known. Um, Jared Padalecki, who is the actor that we're doing, the whole reason we're doing this for, we keep talking about Paris Hilton, but Jared Padalecki is doing pretty well for himself as he is now currently on the Walker television show, uh, with the actor who played his grandfather on Supernatural, um, from the X-Files, um, and, uh, did you hear that, uh, by the way, uh, the season after Jensen Ackles leaves the boys, um, the actor who played his father on Supernatural is joining the boys? Yeah, I saw that. Interesting. Yeah, it's like they run Stop. in small circles. Stop. <coughs> okay, say it again. Yeah, it's like they run in small circles. Yeah, so it's just, it, it's, I mean, it's not entirely unusual because Jeffrey Dean Morgan probably kept, stayed friends with Eric Kripke and he's the creator of Supernatural and the Boys TV show. Um, the sheriff asking the brother and sister, how are you guys doing, is really out of place. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. They are clearly banged up. He's got multiple stab wounds. She's missing a finger. Her lips had been ripped apart. <laughs> would super glue really do that? Are you kidding? Super glue would totally, on your lips? On your skin alone, it rips some hair off and can rip some skin. But on your lips? Do you know how sensitive your lips are? Super glue takes so long to 
upset, though. He blew on and, her like, lips. And, like, used so much that he, it would have stayed wet for a while, right? He blew on her lips, and then she was basically thrashing around in the chair. I don't know, I'm not going to test this theory. Okay, you test the theory, <laughs> let me know. But don't you put, like, lipstick on when you do on your acting and, and other whatever else you would put lipstick on for? I mean, your lips can be kind of sensitive if you put too much on, right? Mm. I think you would definitely rip the skin off. I mean, the, the skin on your lips is not as thick as your, your forearm or your leg. That's why if you bite your lips... I don't know, it was it, like she was, like, biting her lips when it happened. I think she had the capsules in her mouth to do that, but I, I, I seriously think that if you put if you put super glue on your lips and try to open your mouth up forcefully, you're gonna rip your lips. Mm-hmm. As disturbing as that entire scene is, which was like a trailer scene as well. Um, lady in the pink dress is listed as one of the people um, in the um, Lester Sinclair. By the way, is the name of the truck driver. But uh, lady in pink dress. I'm wondering if that's supposed to be the pretty girl that they're that again is in the credits that doesn't seem to, you know, have a real actual credit. Um, I don't see her on here. Lady in pink dress. Uh, lady in pink dress is on the uh, the wiki, not Wikipedia or IMDb. Oh, gotcha. Um, one of the things I do love about the Blu-ray uh, release of this film is that the cover art's by Joel Robinson. If you look him up, he's done multiple covers for Screen Factory releases, and he is a pretty distinguished, well-known horror painter in the horror community. Um, I don't know if I've heard of him. You should definitely look him up. You have probably seen his stuff before. The cover for the Blu-ray has Vincent holding a knife up to his face, so you see half of his part of his face that looks like Bose, and then the other half of his face that looks normal. And below him is the uh, the the House of Wax town, and then behind him is his workshop. Super cool. Yeah. And then they list on the front, um, kind of like the way they do on IMDb, Eliza Cuthbert, Chad Michael Murray, Brian Van Holt, Paris Hilton, Jared Padalecki. Um, so Paris gets, again, third building on it, and Jared gets the last building, which makes sense, because Chad and Liza live to the end of the movie. Why wouldn't they get top building? Yeah. It, it was really sad to see Jared um, killed off so early when he was, like, the main reason we were watching. There's not a lot of wax movies out there. Uh, probably the most, most well-known besides the Vincent Price movie is the... The other thing is that, by the way, this is the second remake of the House of Wax horror movie. The Vincent Price movie is the first remake. Horror at the House of Wax came out in the 1930s. That was the original. That is the original. And then there's, um, uh, I think it's called Wax House, which stars uh, Zach Galligan from Gremlins. It's about him and some friends that sneak into a wax museum, and each one of the wax exhibits comes to life. And then it's like a vampire one, a werewolf one, a sadomasochistic one, and him and his, uh, he's going to rally up some help to uh, rescue his girlfriend and friends. Waxwork. That sounds wax fun. That's what it's called, Waxworks. Waxworks. I need to check that out. Yeah, they uh, put both films out on a double Blu-ray special edition from Vestron Home Video, but uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's an eight, 1980s horror movie 19, from 1988, and again stars um, Zach Galligan. Um, uh, Patrick Mc, uh, McNay is uh, his grandfather, Sir Wilford, in it. He um, was probably best known as playing John Steele on The Avengers, uh, the British show. Um, there's a German silent film as well that's pretty well known in the in the classic cinema world called uh, Waxworks as well. Um, Waxworks, the 1988 film, is based on this. But after House of Wax came out in 2005, I can't for the life of me, other than the episode of Supernatural we covered, remember a wax 
horror movie of any kind. I didn't really think about it either until I had to do this podcast. <laughs> Can we talk for a second about that chase scene with Bo, where she hid under the priest's ropes? Yes. He didn't see Oh that. my gosh, that was so ingenuitive. I that that just blew me away. Yeah. He um that was uh I I didn't remember until I rewatched the movie where she was. Even a couple of years ago when I first got the Blu-ray, I could not remember. That was just incredibly genius. It uh I've never seen anything like that. He uh yeah, and then he is able to catch up with her cuz he's like, you know, a couple like at least a foot taller than her. Um, but, uh, there, it's a lot of running and chasing in this movie when we finally get into the town as well. It's definitely more of a slasher film, um, than the House of Wax original movie with Vincent Price. Um, do you know which, um, uh, famous, uh, actress was in the original that would go on to be in the Addams Family? Is that Christ- no way it's Christina no, Ricci, would it be? I'm talking about 1953, not 1991. That's what I thought. <laughs> yes. Uh, what, what actress was in the original House of Wax that would go on to Adam's Family fame? Would it be the woman who played Morticia? Yes, Carolyn Jones. Uh, this, this is probably her best other well-known role in this movie. She's the, the victim of uh, in the in the movie. And also, um, uh, that also came from this movie, probably very early in his career, Charles Bronson. But that's all the notes I have for the the uh, the remake of House of Wax, uh, which again had Paris Hilton and Jared Padalecki in it, and I don't th- and I double checked everyone's crest- credits, other than probably maybe you know crew, uh, no one else had appeared on Supernatural. I have one final question for you, Chris. By the way, there's an opening, uh, there's an alternate opening of the movie, the goth chick that gets her head blown off. That's all very gooey. If you remember that in the theater, the goth chick's head is very gooey. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because there was an alternate opening showing how she gets killed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, did you you didn't real did you notice that how gooey her death or when her wax finger got blown apart? I did actually. Yeah, I always wondered that until I watched the Blu-ray. I had never watched the DVD, so I never watched any of the bonus material on the DVD. And the Blu-ray has a lot of carryover bonus material from the Blu- from the DVD from 2005. But uh, so when I got the Blu-ray and I watched the alternate opening, yeah, that's there is a uh, instead of the origin story, I think it's the um, the uh, someone else comes to the the town and then it gets killed. I have one final question for you. Sure. If you were a wax figure in a house of wax, what would you want to be doing? Uh, what would oh, like how would I want to be encased in wax? Yeah, what would you want to be doing? Would you want to be at the movie theater watching the same well, let black me and white movie right forever? Now. I would be going in a town that's completely abandoned with a house of wax. I'd be like, I'm not staying here. <laughs> Fair enough. So we're not even going to entertain how I would be encased in wax. The one thing we didn't cover yet is uh, Jaum Colette Sarah is the director of this movie, and he is also um, directing currently a bunch. He's still a Hollywood producer and director, but he's got a huge movie coming out soon. 
Um, and t- connected to another movie that just came out a couple weeks ago, he directed the original 2009 Orphan, and Orphan 2 Origin Story, or whatever it's called, or, uh, sorry, Orphan 2 or, uh, First Kill just came out in theaters a couple weeks ago, and this is the origin of the Russian pretending to be a little girl to get into a family. I totally need to see that. The Orphan, I saw the first yeah, one. You saw the first one? Okay, yeah, so this is her origin story. But he is also the director of... Uh, the Rock's DC comic book movie, Black Adam. Nice. Which is probably a big reason why we're not able to get him on the show, because he's probably sequentered by Warner Brothers from doing or saying anything stupid. After every five minutes, Warner Brothers has got a new project that they're canceling. They don't want to cancel Black Adam. That seems to still be coming out as they're the merchandise is in stores and the trailers continue playing with movies. But, uh, I tried reaching out, but unfortunately I, I, after I looked up what he's currently doing, I realized there was no way to have him on the show, especially if he has got a DC comic book movie coming out. And, uh, with everything happening at Warner brothers, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Also at the time of recording this, they had just recently announced that Jensen Ackles is returning to supernatural playing Dean Winchester. Again, he's going to be the narrator for the Winchesters. Is that the only thing he's going to be doing? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad about that. I don't think he's coming back but, with Soldier Boy. I think. He, I mean, if you saw the last season of The Boys, he's definitely gotten put back on ice. So I don't know what else he's got coming up. So Unless they do bring him back on The Boys. But I don't really see the necessary reason to bring him back on The Boys. So, um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like what he's going to be doing is narrating the Winchesters. Gotcha. That's all the notes I have for House of Wax. Mel, where can people find us? You can find us on Twitter and our Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast group. And, uh, uh, don't forget to check out the episode that this is connected to, which is called Fallen Idols, uh, which is the whole reason why we decided to do a review of a movie. And, of course, House of Wax is even brought up in it as well, which is a in-camera joke breaking the third wall to the audience. Uh, the Dean had not seen the remake of House of Wax. We'll be back in a couple weeks covering the Antichrist on a new episode, covering an episode of Supernatural here on the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast. You can also send us an email at thatradiohorror at gmail.com and like, subscribe, and comment um, on the Radio Horror YouTube channel. But also please leave a uh, rating and a review on this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you happen to find it. And again, we'll be back in a month with a new exciting episode of Supernatural. Thanks, everybody. In the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the wind go You also can't see a thing, just know where to go It's the creature